Hello, my name is Andrew Laposha, and welcome to the Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be looking at the death and final years of radio legend Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem is best known as the co-creator and longtime host of American Top 40, a weekly radio show where he counted down the top 40 most popular songs that week. He debuted the show on the 4th of July weekend of 1970, with it being broadcast to only a few stations. The number one song on his first broadcast was Three Dog Nights' Mama Told Me Not to Come. Within a year, the show had reached a thousand stations. It was a simple format, and yet it was exceedingly popular. He always had a good-natured attitude and wholesomeness, except for one infamous profanity-laden rant. Look that up on your own time, but I digress. He sprinkled the show with interesting trivia and anecdotes in between songs. He also did listener-submitted on-air dedications. At the end of each broadcast, he would close with a very optimistic tagline, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. In addition to his long-running radio show, he was also a very prominent voice actor, providing voices for Sesame Street, Transformers, various commercials, and most notably as the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Casey Kasem's final years were shrouded in controversy, and escalated a feud between his children from his first marriage and his second wife, that drew headlines during the last couple months of his life, and even long after his death. Kasem left American Top 40 in 1988 over a contract dispute. The show's reigns were handed over to Shadow Stevens, and Casey went and started Casey's Top 40. It was a show that used a different type of chart, but nonetheless had an almost identical format. He also hosted two shorter versions during this time. He also continued to voice Shaggy for Scooby-Doo. However, Casey was a longtime vegan, and he quit in 1997 in a dispute over a Burger King commercial. Amidst all this, American Top 40 ended in 1995. However, in 1997, Casey regained the rights to its name, and he went back to hosting in the following year. He also went back to voicing Shaggy in 2002, though this time they negotiated to have Shaggy become a vegetarian. In 2003, Casey announced his retirement from American Top 40. His last show was in early 2004, the last number one being Hey Ya by Outkast. Ryan Seacrest took over hosting duties. Despite his retirement, Casey did continue to host radio shows, hosting an adult contemporary countdown show every week, though it only counted down 20 songs instead of 40. He officially retired in 2009, doing his last countdown almost 39 years to the day after his very first countdown. He retired very quietly with little fanfare. He also retired from voice acting, but he occasionally voiced Shaggy's father in the Cartoon Network series Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. At his request, he was billed uncredited. Casey had three children from his first marriage, a son named Mike and two daughters named Julie and Carrie. His second wife was actress Jean Thompson, who he married in 1980. In October 2013, Carrie announced that her father had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2007, and a few months later she said he was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia. His condition left him unable to speak. Jean also barred Casey's children from having any contact with him. She claimed that her kids sponged off their father for many years. The children protested in front of Jean's house, along with Casey's brother Mauner, as well as various friends, colleagues, and fans. His kids hired a lawyer to negotiate with Jean, saying that if she didn't let them see their father, then the lawyer would go to court and ask the judge to create a conservatorship for Casey, 
and make them conservators. They weren't beneficiaries in his will. They simply just wanted to see him before it was too late. Jean said she would let them visit their father with strings attached if they dropped their lawsuit. The kids turned down her offer, and the request for conservatorship was denied a month later. The judge stated temporary conservatorship was not necessary, saying that Casey was not at risk and was receiving proper care at home. Hilda Loza, Casey's former caretaker who worked with them for a few months in early 2013, sued Jean in small claims court for $10,000 amidst all this. Hilda cited emotional abuse, claiming that Jean was so abusive that she would cry often. According to Hilda, Jean would harshly criticize her cooking, claim that she stole food, toiletries, and silverware, which she never did, and refused to pay for Hilda's gas when she drove Casey around. The case was thrown out because Hilda didn't properly serve Jean with the lawsuit. She retried and won the claim. According to Casey's doctor, his mind was completely gone and he was unable to function. He was given just a few months to live. Throughout 2014, Jean had been moving Casey around to various nursing homes. Finally, in May of that year, a court allowed Carrie conservatorship over her father, which allowed her to make medical decisions on her father's behalf. Later that day, Casey went missing. A judge ordered an investigator to find him and his kids filed a missing persons report. Casey was found three days later, unharmed, in Washington State. On June 1st, he was taken to the hospital in an ambulance for bed sores, as well as lung and bladder infections. Meanwhile, Jean was hanging out outside Carrie's house. As Casey was being taken to the hospital, Jean threw a piece of raw meat at Carrie, saying she was following a verse from the King James Bible. The next day, his former American Top 40 producer, Tom Rounds, died of complications from a minor surgical procedure at the age of 77. Casey was placed in a Washington hospice facility, and his family played his old American Top 40 recordings for him. On June 11th, his daughters made the decision to pull him from life support and ended any forms of nutrition. The police were also looking at a criminal investigation on Gene for elder abuse. When Casey was missing, Gene drove him to Nevada and Arizona before finally arriving in Washington. During the trip, he developed an infected bed sore. Also, a fight ensued about what to do with his body when he died. When Casey died, Carrie was to lose all conservatorship, and that included control over his body. On June 15th, Casey Kasem died. It was Father's Day. He was 82 years old. Jean's attorney reached out to Carrie and requested that the body be turned over to her. Surprisingly, Carrie obliged and told the hospice facility that Jean would be handling funeral arrangements. In Casey's will, he asked that he be buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. However, Casey remained unburied for over a month and his body suddenly went missing. A judge had ordered Jean to keep it in Washington so that an autopsy could be performed. Supposedly, she took it so that she could secretly cremate him. He was taken to a Montreal funeral home. In August, Casey's body went missing yet again, and this time it was being flown to Oslo, Norway. Jean planned to have him buried there. Keep in mind that Norway is a country that Casey had absolutely no association with, or for that matter, had ever even visited. She most likely took him there so that she would be cleared of any pending charges. However, there was still enough evidence to take the case to court. Months after Casey's death, his body was still not buried. By November, he had still not been embalmed and was rotting in the mortuary. The elder abuse claim was finally submitted to the Los Angeles DA on December 1st. Later that month, Casey was finally buried in Norway. His kids were not aware he was buried until a week afterwards. 
In May of 2015, it was determined that Jean would not be prosecuted for elder abuse, saying that she did a good job caring for her husband and said that the development of a bed sore by itself is insufficient evidence of abuse or neglect. In June of 2015, Casey's children filed a lawsuit against Jean for wrongful death. They sued for $250,000 for Casey's pain and suffering during his life, as well as plenty of other damages. While in court, Jean made the claim that the Church of Scientology and Casey's kids had conspired to kill Casey for his money. Julie disputed that claim. While it is true that Carrie was a Scientologist, her beliefs were completely unrelated to his death. Despite this, the Washington police still opened up a case against the kids, however, they were cleared. The case was finally settled in December 2019, though Carrie was still upset with how it all ended, claiming that the settlement was forced upon her. With Casey's massive legacy, it is a shame that he never got a proper send-off. His body will most likely remain in Norway forever. The legal dispute between Casey's children and his second wife is heartbreaking. He did not deserve it. More could very well develop in this case, and if so, I may have to do a follow-up episode. Despite the media circus, Casey was very influential. American Top 40 is still running to this day and remains popular. Ryan Seacrest does a good job keeping Casey's legacy alive, and I'm sure that his format will continue to be followed for years to come. Thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Please don't forget to subscribe. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The links are included in the description of this episode. If possible, leave me a review. If you have any requests for somebody you would like to see talked about on this podcast, let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thanks again for listening. My name is Andrew Laposha, and I will see you next time.